Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm glad that you're with us, and I hope that uh, you have had a good week thus far. I want to continue what I talked about yesterday was God's peace, and I've got the second half of that message today, and we need the peace of God in our lives, and I think all of us understand that, and I think all of us want that. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I come to you. I ask you to be with every listener in their lives, their families, their friends. Lord, whatever they may be dealing with at this moment, I pray, God, that you would give them your peace, that that peace would surpass all understanding. Lord, that we would do as Psalm 46 says, is be still and know that you are God. May we be still before you and allow your spirit to work in our lives in such a mighty and powerful way that we'll know what to do and how to do it. Lord, bless these dear people today. Watch over them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to start today with there's, we need three different kinds of peace in our life. I believe we, we probably need more than that, but at least that's what I have down today. We have need three kinds of peace. And the first one is this. We need spiritual peace. Yes, spiritual peace. Knowing with certainty where you're at with God. Do you know today where you're at with God? Do you know today that if you see him coming in the clouds, that there will be no question about where you're going to spend eternity? No question about who you are in him? Or do you say, oh, it doesn't matter because you got all these different philosophies about the end times? Folks, always know where you're at with Jesus. Because he says he's going to come like a thief in the night. No one will know the day or the hour, but he's going to come. And people, we need to be ready. And I'm telling you what, there's great peace when you know you're ready to meet the Lord. Especially nowadays when you hear all these crazy things going on. You hear all this nuclear talk. You hear all these things and you look back at some of the prophecies in the Bible and you think, oh, is this a part of that? Is this, is this nearing the time? Why, well, whether it's nearing the time or not, we need to be ready. We need to be at peace with God. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 The Apostle Paul says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. We need that peace with God because we have been justified by faith. We have been saved. Even through our sins, we've asked Jesus Christ to come into our lives and forgive us of our sin, and he's come into our life, and he gives us peace. If you're out there today and say, well, Pastor, I've never just believed in Jesus, or I just, I, I'm not sure about it, I pray today that you will pray a prayer that will say, Dear Jesus, I believe in you today. Come into my life. Be the center of my life. Be the peace of my life. Forgive me of all my sins. And Lord, today I'm a new creation in you. It's all new. And Lord, today, I am heaven-bound with no questions. I know I'm going to be with you someday. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope if you're out there that you believe in him. I tell you what, if you don't believe in him, then I can tell you something. You ought to go to Israel and spend some time like I did back there and see all the history of Jesus and see the actual history and see actual places of the Bible. 
I tell you what, your life comes to life. When I went to Jericho and saw the walls of Jericho that had been excavated, and you remember the story about Jericho, like one of the oldest cities ever, and you realize the truth of the word of God, you see Jacob's well, which is authentically Jacob's well through history has been noted. When you see all these things, you go to you go to Rome and you go to the prison that Paul was kept in underground when it, all these years. It's it's amazing. You're, the Bible comes to life because it's true. It's God's word. You walk through. You're reading. You walk through the story of Hezekiah and Hezekiah's tunnel that he had built in the Bible that's still there. That long spooky tunnel. I mean, I was. I'm a little bit claustrophobic and walking through maybe 600 yards of of tunnel underground where they had built that when he was king and still having some inscriptions on the wall down there. Folks, I'm telling you what, he's the real deal. Jesus is the real deal. God is the real deal. And we need to believe in him. Of course, I could believe just because of all the immediate answers to prayer, all the things. You know, I've told you guys this story before, but I'll tell it again because it was kind of interesting. I was watching a, a man that had an after-death experience, and he went to heaven. And he went to heaven, and I mean, I watched it on YouTube, and, and I believed the guy's story. I mean, it was, it was an amazing story. And it was about 10 minutes long and, and watching this, but it was, it was, he described everything amazingly. And he also saw Jesus. And he said this, he said, and Jesus was about 5 foot 11, that was his guess. And I thought to myself, isn't that amazing? Because when my little boy was three years old, he said to me in bed, Daddy, how tall is Jesus? He woke me up. And I said, Luke, I don't know. Why don't you ask him? I went back to sleep, and my son woke me up again. Daddy, Jesus told me how tall he was. And I thought, oh, this ought to be good. And I said, what did he say? What did he say, Luke? He said, Daddy, Jesus said, Luke, I'm about six foot. And I thought, I laid there that night thinking about that. And I said, no, he's probably a lot shorter than that, but about six foot. And then this guy, this experience he had in heaven, he said, Jesus, it was like 5'11". I thought, isn't that interesting? You know, I, I believe me, I thought back to my son's that early morning when my son woke me up. And of course, my son had some amazing spiritual times. In fact, uh, I, don't, I haven't talked about him a lot in the last uh, few years. But, you know, of course, he passed away at five in a, in a freak car accident, which was, was devastating to my wife and I, as it was the only child we had at the time. But God used it for his glory. There's a lot of things that took place after that. But my son had this incredible relationship with God. He had these things that were just, just amazing things uh, that would happen and, and how he was able to pray about things and they would come to pass. And he knew that he was going to be with Jesus. He said 10 days before he died, I'm going to go be with Jesus. My brother and I looked at him like he was crazy and said, look, what are you talking about? He said, I'm going to go be with Jesus. And of course, 10 days later, he is in the hands of God. And that morning that he died, I was playing sorry with him on the floor. And I said, Luke, what's the most important thing to you in your life? He said, Daddy, God is. And I said, well, Luke, what do you mean God is? He said, Daddy, I just want to live for Jesus. That's all. And you know what? I didn't know eight hours later he'd be in the hands of God. And then as he was already gone at the scene, but they took him to Emmanuel Hospital in, in Portland. And it was back there. They had me come in after they pronounced him gone. And I, I looked and I, I was just 
of course, devastated, but in the room were these nurses, and they were all in tears. They were all in tears. And I heard from a nurse that worked there about five years later a story about how this one nurse said the, I think it was the anesthesiologist, fell down to the floor, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, they said, uh, the nurse said there was a spirit in the room or an angel in the room that said it was the most amazing feeling she's ever had. In fact, the lady called me years later and told me the experience about the power of God in the room when my son died and how this man's life was changed by that. Folks, we don't know what's going to change lives, but we know the power of God is real. Well, I didn't mean to get into that story. That wasn't a part of today, but anyway, that's the story. But we need peace. We need that spiritual peace that I read about. It's so vital, and I hope that you have that peace today. And if you need further help, you need more material, get a hold of us. We love to help you in any way we possibly can. And we need to have emotional peace, a sense of internal well-being. Internal well-being. Paul said in Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Listen to that. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let it be supreme in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And then he says, his last three words is, and be thankful. Be thankful that you have the peace of God, that you know where you're going. You know that one day you're going to be fine with him and that you can be used by God right now. To rule in Greek means to be the umpire in our lives. He wants to be the umpire in our lives. He wants to show us the direction. He wants to give us the way to go, but we have to seek him, call upon him, be about him. And another kind of peace is we need relational peace. There's too many people that are in conflict. People need to reduce conflict in their lives. If you're having conflict, you need to get rid of it. See, most problems are people's problems, bosses, families, relatives. You know, Romans 12, 18, the Apostle Paul again says, it is possible as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If it is possible, he says, if it is possible, he gives you a little, little out there, but he says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. You can't control what they think. You can't control what others think. You can't control the others getting mad at you and have issues, you know, but you can control what you think. So what do we need to do here in closing today? We need to understand God's promises, what the Word of God says, and live by it. You know, John 14, 27, I finally got off Paul here, says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives, but do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. We don't have to let our hearts be troubled. We don't have to be afraid. Our God reigns in our life, and he will give us peace. Peace is a gift. Peace is a gift. Seek it. Seek the peace of God. Maybe many of you are in turmoil. Give it to God right now. Right now, say, God, I need your peace. Write down some things that you need peace in and say, God, I'm giving these to you. I'm giving you an assignment, folks. Write them down. Say, Lord, I need that peace. Hey, I got to run. I hope you have a great day. Lord bless you. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. 
you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.